0: Well, I wrote in the newsletter that there's a simplicity to the gospel, or the simplicity to Christmas, and there's a complexity to Christmas. There's a complexity to the gospel. And uh, whether it's the kids who are just sitting here, or uh, somebody who doesn't come from a Christian background and has never heard the Christmas story before, it's simple enough for them to get it. But it's also complex enough that it doesn't matter whether we've journeyed with God for uh, 50, 60, 70, 80 years, you can always see something new in the Bible. I worked for a bishop once who uh, was in his 70s, was a well-known Bible scholar. And he said to me, Mark, every time I read the scriptures, I see something new in it. So my question to you is, what has God revealed to you this Christmas? What's some new insight? And I don't say that because, uh, you know, we've got some great new revelation of things that nobody in history has ever seen before. In many ways, uh, the things that are revealed to us from the scriptures are things that have been revealed to people for generation to generation. But it's maybe the first time that we've seen it. So I want you to just uh, think about that. What is something that has been revealed to you this Christmas? It doesn't actually have to be anything that I've preached. Don't worry, I'm not offended if uh, what's been revealed to you this Christmas has got nothing to do with anything I've said. But for example, uh, just sitting here, it just struck me when uh sort was was talking in the prayers and he just kept mentioning the word hope. Hope just kept hitting and hitting and hitting. And I, I kind of know that we talk about hope at Christmas, but it just hit in a new way. And then it was when uh, Jessica put up a photo of a snowman, and I thought, why, why are we thinking of snowman when really Jesus is coming for a rescue mission? And it just, those two images just struck me in a way that I'd never thought of before. So you could actually take today's reading and we could actually explore what does it mean that when it came time for Jesus to be presented at the temple that Mary did that and we could talk about uh, Mary and Joseph and Jesus growing up as a good faithful Jew. But I'm, I'm not going to talk about that today. We could, we could also talk about the behaviour of Jesus which is kind of the... the uh, thing that uh, Jessica talked in the kids talk, like how, how do we perceive Jesus as a child? And and was how do we sort of think, well, Jesus is always good? So, so why did his mother think that well, he was not good at this point? But I'm not really going to talk about that today. What I want to talk about today is how important it is sometimes for us to understand what is said in the text and where it's said in the text, because there are so many clues that give us insight into what Jesus is actually doing and saying, that if you don't understand it, you can sometimes miss it. And I'm not expecting you to necessarily know that and and sort of read it and straight away understand it, because actually in a way it takes uh Bible scholars years of research and study to understand some of the things that are happening in the text so that we can understand. So there's a a, a key clue today in the text that helps us understand a, a question that many atheists have a go at Christians for. And probably one of the biggest critiques of Christianity. Is this lie that says, well, Jesus is just a nice guy who did nice things, and it was only after he died and was buried that his followers wanted to keep talking about him, so they invented myths that he was actually God. And they they atheists kind of perpetuate this lie that somehow Jesus never said that he was the promised Messiah. But in our reading today we have a big clue that that's actually a lie. Because Jesus here is sitting in the temple, the temple in Jerusalem. The temple that's known as God's house. And what does Jesus say to his mother? He says didn't you know that I would be in my father's house? Now, if he's sitting in Nazareth, by this time they've possibly gone out of Bethlehem back to Nazareth. If he's sitting in Nazareth and he's sitting in a, in a, a builder-slash-carpenter-slash-handyman's workshop and he says, I'm in my father's house, he's probably referencing Joseph. If he's sitting in that same residence and he says, I'm sitting in my mother's house, he's probably referencing Mary. But when he's sitting in the temple known as the house of the Lord and for centuries when people would make their pilgrimage to Jerusalem to go and do their temple worship they would see signs of going up to the house of the Lord. When Jesus is sitting in that location and he says I'm sitting in my father's house what's Jesus referencing? He's making the claim of he he's making a claim that he is the Son of God at the age of twelve Jesus clearly knows who he is he clearly knows what he's going to set here on earth for he's making a statement at the age of twelve that he knows that he's the Son of God so, When we go out into the world and say that we follow Jesus, when we go out into the world and say that we worship Jesus, when we go out into the world and say that Jesus is the Son of God, we can do that in confidence because we have the text here revealing to us that Jesus actually knew who. Jesus knows that he's the Son of God, and he didn't just say nice things, he reveals to us the purpose of God and why he comes. So as we've reflected on Christmas, and not just the manger, but who was in the manger, and not just that... Mary went to Bethlehem, but what going to Bethlehem reveals that Jesus is the anointed one, the Christ, the promised Messiah, because the promised Messiah was supposed to come in Bethlehem to a virgin. When we see Jesus revealing that he's sitting in his Father's house, we can know that Jesus had comfort in who he was as white now, there's so many things about Mary that in many ways Mary probably didn't know all the things that were going to be happening in her life. And it's probably uh, a long time after this incident that Jesus finally begins his public ministry. But when Jesus does begin his public ministry, he's again giving hints and allusions to who he is. Now we could argue, why doesn't Jesus at the beginning of his ministry just come out and say, I'm the promised Messiah? Well, we don't really exactly know. But there are so many times in the ministry of Jesus where he gives allusions and hints to who he is for those who are looking carefully. And so, as the shepherds needed to look for who was in the manger, not just in the manger, and as I encourage us, we need to look for the true source of the bread of life in Jesus. We need to be looking for those little insights into who Jesus is, so that as Jesus reveals more of who he is through the power of the Holy Spirit to us, we can become closer followers of Jesus. Now, I don't know whether you're travelling. Uh, next weekend uh, and ne- next weekend it's kind of like the first Sunday of the year and that's kind of the encourage all of us to, to keep following Jesus and I don't you so I'll just encourage you now maybe as you've had not a lot of distance from 2021 and it's kind of the circumstances have been crowded around you it's been hard and it's been uncertain and we've, we've kind of just lived through the year and made it through. But if we're going to stay strong in our relationship with God, strong in our relationship with Jesus, and we're going to keep following Jesus more and more throughout our life, we need to keep understanding more and more who Jesus is. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. Because the Holy Spirit comes and illuminates who Jesus is as we read the Bible. So yes, I can sit midweek and read all these Bible scholars because it's a great privilege to be able to do that, to help understand more about what the text is actually trying to teach us. But ultimately, as you sit and listen to the Word of God preached, as you read the Bible in 2022, know it's the Holy Spirit that will illuminate it to you and will draw you closer to Jesus. So there's a real simplicity in Christianity and we don't need complex theology degrees, but there's a complexity so that no matter how long we journey with Jesus, we can always understand more. And my hope is in 2022 that you would help yourself and others understand more about who Jesus is. So I would pray for us. gracious god we praise and thank you for who you are we thank you that you are a mighty and sovereign god lord you sent your son jesus into the world to live as one of us and we pray that as we come to understand that even more that we might uh, come to know you more through your son jesus fill us with your holy spirit lord Illuminate in our hearts and minds who Jesus is and help us to follow Jesus, to be like Jesus and to share the good news of Jesus with those in our family and friends. And we make this prayer in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.